2: Hold on, I want to watch a quick clip of Sean Bean saying bastard.
3: You want to do that now? I just want to hear one. <laughs> I just want to hear one. There you go. <laughs> Good enough. All right. <laughs> that's cool. Okay. Hello, my little cheese and onion crisps. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Ronaldo v Messi is over, and England face Ukraine tomorrow. It's Friday 8th of September. I'm Marcus Speller.
1: I'm Eddie Russell. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm the
3: Dushin of My giddy aunt! It's Friday, and doesn't it feel good, Jimmy, baby? Oh yeah, oh yeah! Another scorcher in the kingdom, Andy. Woo! Hasn't, hasn't even had the tenacity, or whatever the word is, to show temerity. his legs. Temerity to show his legs off today.
4: You're not really a leg show, are you? No, I'm not. Only during sports. You're not only deeply uncomfortable like in skinny, skinny jeans, jeans on a day
3: like this. <laughs> yeah, Andy famously whips his keks off if he's uh, <laughs> getting sickly <particularly laughs>
4: excited. Leon don't score much these days, though, so... Oh, okay. yeah. the, the poppers stay popped.
3: Yeah. <laughs> or unpopped, rather. <laughs> uh, well, before we start, we have exciting news uh, with our fully clothed man, Andy Brassel, at the helm of all this. Uh, Andy, you've got a new book out, and it's called We Play On, and it charts Shakhtar Donetsky's extraordinary journey since Ukrainian uh, independence all the way to the present day. Uh, And here at the Ramble, we're offering you, good listeners, the chance to win a free copy. Andy, why should people be as excited as you and I are about this uh, book of yours?
4: Well, clearly, the Shakhtar next story is fascinating anyway, and what's happened in Ukraine over the last year and a half makes it even more so. But... I think the fact is that most football clubs uh, are, are pretty closed these days. They just give you little snippets of, mm. of what they're like. Shakhtar let me in. Um, I got to speak to all the people at the club, uh, the players, uh, Dario Cerner, the sporting director. They're incredibly open in a way that clubs, especially of a Champions League type level, usually aren't. So you get great insight to the club as well. And it was it was a fascinating thing to do.
3: Yeah, what a story as well, as I say, because I mean... Recent events, of course, yeah. make it make it fascinating. But even before that, though, the story of the club and you know many good players have come through those ranks, particularly Brazilians, of course. Yes. Um, well, to enter uh, for a chance to uh, to win a copy of that book, all you have to do is submit a five star review of the show with a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Then screenshot it and email us. At, show at footballramble.com with the subject line, book competition. Make sure you got that screenshot. Make sure you've got that subject line. Uh, we'll then email the three winners next week and you get your free copy delivered straight to you. So to enter, five-star review with comment, screenshot, and then email us that. It's as simple as pie. All right, everybody. Last night's action, France 2, Ireland 0. Ireland returned to Paris for a qualifier. The first time since that Thierry Henry handball in
1: 2009. There was no revenge, though, Jim. There was no revenge, no. Uh, it's a difficult difficult brief, though, isn't it? Going to France now, even in a qualifier. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ireland is still in the EU, so it's not as difficult for them. I see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
3: but that was probably the easiest thing, getting in and out of
2: France. <laughs> I reckon if they... So, when you to, to watch the game, mm. if their way of... Enacting revenge was right. You're allowed to pick up the ball mm. for the whole of this game. I still think they would have finished on the losing side here.
0: You reckon France was
2: so much better than them. yeah they were. I can't believe it was only two 0
3: uh, yeah, I I was really hoping that France like just just weren't going to be as good. As the last World Cup, they're relentless, though, aren't they? I know they are. They just churn out talent on they an do. industrial
1: scale. Good to see Marcus Thuram get his first goal for France as well. And it's they absolutely nice have mobbed there. him. There's they something, did, yeah. Something really beautiful about his story, you know, and him, him, you know, representing his country just as his dad did. He should have had a second one. Um, he should have, just like his dad famously got that time. Indeed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was surprising, actually, to a, to a degree, to see that much unity in a national team, particularly a French national team. Mm. Um, so that is. Uh, a
4: worrying sign for all of us that they're going to keep being this good but I think the World Cup sort of changed something Jim because the fact is they had so many injuries everything that could go wrong did go wrong and it brought that next generation of players on a little bit mm. quicker than they intended I suppose and Marcus Turam is, is is part of that but it's funny we talked on um, OTC yesterday about the fact that um, you know apart from Mbappe and Giroud none of France's forwards score goals and as you say Turam then got his first one and then showed why that is actually still the case, yeah. uh, and that you know they do they do have a problem because if you think medium term he will probably be the Giroud replacement. He can do all that stuff, all that work that that no one but Giroud really gets through.
1: Yeah, I mean Giroud is their all time top scorer. It's easy to forget, isn't it? It's not going to be a simple case to replace him. As, as yeah, bizarre yeah. as that does seem, in you know, but in some quarters, if
4: if you're Olivier Giroud and you're the all time top scorer in the French. National team, you're a little bit like you know in Back to the Future too when Marty McFly has got that um that Hover. kids hoverboard mm-hmm. and Biff Tannen's steaming up behind him in the car. Biff Tannen is Mbappe. <laughs> I, I think that's what it. He knows he's going to get caught at some point. Yeah, yeah.
3: right. Oh, don't the think, GQ Givash I don't think he'd be happy with that. Mbappe being compared to Biff Tannen in any kind of scenario. After everything
4: in. he's done over um, the past year and a half, we'll stick it up for him. I, 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 I <laughs> I'm
3: PSG, sure he'll use it as motivation. PSG are going to cover him in horse manure at some point. I yeah, but know. he
2: gets the almanac in the end, doesn't he? Yeah,
3: yeah, and that's yeah, how. Finally,
2: finally, he'll make some money. And that's how Back to the
3: Future ends with Biff winning. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, all, we all remember that. Um, Chukameni scored a, a lovely goal, and that's one of those moments <laughs> flashbacks, was not it? Yeah. Chukumeni yes, Biff yes, <laughs> yes yeah, it was Christ. very much. So. But it was it was one of those moments, Vish, where Ireland had. You know they're fairly well organised, sort of quite dogged at the back and uh, and whatnot. And you're going to think, well, fine. if he wants to shoot from there, and then that happens, and you go, yeah, the the quality they have is undeniable. Yeah.
2: Well, see, so you know, Ireland have this thing recently where they keep conceding from range. Mm. And in that moment, I was like, right, there are, there are two defenders on the guy with the on the guy who gets more than the edge of the box, which means when he lays it off, he has the opportunity basically to run onto it side foot it in, use a couple of defenders as guides to get it around them. And I saw I saw it the first time and I was like, God, he's got a bit more, too much space. Does he really, that bloke really need, do they really need two players on that on that person? And then obviously with the replay and the close-up, that person is killing Mbappe and you're like, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's entirely
3: fair enough. It is. Don't show him onto your right foot. Uh,
2: but, Someone else is going to move on to their favourite and eventually score. Um, I mean, but, yeah, it was a hell of a strike. Well, it
3: was. I mean, Bazunu in goal, people, as you said, people have said, oh, you know, he's been beaten from range a few times playing for Ireland. I mean, and it's can like do that. It's like, yeah, well, there's another one.
2: Well, he had a decent save in the second half from range as well. He but. did. Yeah,
3: but I mean, look, you, you, as you said, Jimmy, it's a tall order. Um, France are superb. And, you know, I and other people have been, been talking up England, but France will be the favourites, Andy, going into the Euros, surely.
4: Well, they've, they've got the best squad of players, but they've not and got... And that's why. They're, They'll they're, be favourites They've not got the best squad of players by a million miles. So... Just half a million miles. Right. You know, the England are properly in the mix. Yeah. Did you see
3: who they I love it, though. You they've you probably got, they've got they've the best won. squad, but not by a million miles. But they're still going to be the favourites for the tournament. They're still the team to beat in yeah,
4: Europe. Yeah, but you would say slight favourites rather than heavy, heavy, heavy favourites. You're favorites. still
3: using the word favourites, aren't you, brother? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a win but for me. What, what,
4: would, what would have been interesting is to see Evan Ferguson have a little go at them last night. And especially as we, we've we seen... I think that would have made a blindest bit of difference. Well, it might have made it slightly competitive. Because if you think, Dio Pimicano, mm. he... 75% of the time he plays like a prince and then the rest of the time he can really really be got at mm-hmm. if you think what Harry Kane did to him in the quarterfinal in the World Cup
3: for not example. enough <laughs> 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 no, evidently. but no I, I, I take your point but we're, it, t-
4: we're talking about making it competitive aren't we, we did are. you see who they
2: brought on last night yeah Pavard Camavinga, Chiram, as we mentioned Saliba and Kingsley Coman so mm, they brought outrageous. them on yeah. for a laugh
1: yeah but they're only slight favourites though yeah, yeah. I do worry about Choumane, and <laughs> we end up in a situation where Harry Maguire is still in the starting lineup mm. um, through whatever reason, and. He's he's just a deflection post, isn't he? Mm. Just like yeah. keep smacking it as hard as you can in that direction. It will come off no,
4: one of his
3: angles eventually.
1: Choukerman, he's, he's not Frank Lampard, Jim. <laughs> you know, he's, he, he very much you know,
3: scores without deflections. You've well, you was...
4: neglected your England duties actually here, Marcus, because what you should have pointed out yeah. is the fact that Jude Bellingham becoming mm. King of Madrid yeah, Jude is going to push, push Choukerman out the picture. He's not been starting this season so far for Real yeah. Madrid. So he turn up uh-huh. at the Euros, out of Nick. Jude wins it. There you go. There we are. Well, we're going to talk about England in the
3: second half. So we're we back to Ireland because losing this game, obviously, was to be expected. But they're struggling at the moment. They need to beat Ronald Koeman's Netherlands, really, to kind of stay in the mix. They host the Dutch on Sunday, of course. And if they win, they'd be level on points with them. And it's, it is a much more winnable game, of course. Than, Netherlands than the look good game. as well, though. Well, yeah, that's annoying because the Netherlands haven't been brilliant in the last few years. But, um,
1: but they're beginning to find their feet under old Ronnie Kaye. They always seem to be in Ireland's way as well, like so, so often. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. In in international football, it's been the Dutch that they've come up against um, and just fallen short with.
3: Well, they beat them, of course. In two thousand and one, was it for qualification? In two thousand and two, a
1: long time ago, it was Jim. Mm. But the ten man of Ireland still beat the Dutch. There is a a story in history between the two. They are. I think you're right. They they look like they're quite close to being something special, don't they? You feel like they are maybe a, a. top-class striker coming through away mm-hmm. from maybe not challenging deep into tournaments, but certainly being a contender and certainly being mm-hmm. uh, what we, we generally expect of the Dutch. Um, have got names in that side. Uh, There's but, no two ways. Uh, also, about, with yeah. you know, Cody Gakpo and um, Javi Simons, who I think is going to be a superstar, mm-hmm. coming through, they've got some
4: incredible talent. Yeah. and it's it's quite exciting. You take away Javi Simons though, and I, I do think they look like a good Burnley side, <laughs> <laughs> like, like Never, because of yes. Yeah, yeah if you literally well, say that. Problem, because of it? It? No, no, the goals the goals are all free kicks, corners, crosses, second balls. Well, do they, they not count, Andy? They're, they're not Dutch did that, goals. Do they not
2: count? They're not Dutch nope. goals.
3: Unbelievable. The thing is, you say you that you are getting such You say, in that, your... oh, you my say that. Yeah, I do say that.
4: You say that. Yeah. But in the Netherlands, that would g- that is genuinely a discussion. Well, you want want is this call? an appropriate form of football? S- do
2: you want them to score sexually promiscuous goals? <laughs> <though? Yeah. laughs> it's so Is this too missionary for you? This Dutch <laughs> team? i <laughs> oh, fine.
4: Fine. All right, all right. You're saying that I'm glad you're having your Friday night, and I'm having my Friday night. It's not total
1: goals, is what Andy's saying. Yeah. So they're underdogs, but they're. How do you say? Big underdog. <laughs> you know yeah, sounds... that's
3: exactly what he's saying. Andy, come on. Look, we, le- I mean, look, we know that the Netherlands is, is, is one of those footballing nations to talk about style and ideology.
4: Relentlessly.
3: Relentlessly. Maybe more than any other nation. So they'd certainly be up
4: there. There is a certain deliciousness in the Netherlands turning into England and England turning into the Netherlands, isn't there?
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we've gone that far. But yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but look, I, I, I back Koeman, as you know. And I think he's, he's 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 got them going. It'd be a great game, though, that one um, on on Sunday in yeah. Ireland. So all eyes on that, certainly. Um, France under twenty ones. Andy Brassel started with a four one win against Denmark under twenty ones. Thierry Henry in charge, getting off to a good start. Yeah, pretty good. What do you reckon? Pretty good. Yeah. How is, what is, how is Thierry Henry thought of in France? Do they think he's a bit of a prat as well? I
1: think you're yeah, the only person alive that thinks he's a bit No, I, I, I was going to say... <laughs> Which you're you're well, the only... You're, it's a boomerang you're, opinion. You're,
3: you're, you're the only person
2: uh-huh. literally where we are now in the world in yeah. in North London who thinks Thierry Henry is a Pratt. <laughs> I'm, I'm
3: sure there's a plenty of others in North yeah, London. Yeah, yeah no, a lot of them bit were down white. The road. white. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, Not his particular part. No, as I said, I've been put correct on that opinion. But... His man management style has been in question at times in his previous roles and so on. Under-21s, under man management is, is a big part of it. what, what is his, uh, well, How do people view
4: him in, th- in that role in front, th- th- This is something that makes better sense for him, okay. I, I think, because he's got players of a, a certain level. The talent he's, he's got at his fingertips is, hmm. is unquestionable. And all those players still just about, mainly because senior colleagues talk about them and yeah. parents talk about him all, all the time, absolutely love him. If you but does he dine out that, on
3: that a bit too much, do you think? Because that's not enough.
4: No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he does dine out on okay. that because he's, he's actually fairly learned about the game. And I, I think because he's got such an aura, mm. people don't really appreciate that. Like His coaching career has been very varied so mm. far, but mm. it's clearly about finding the right job. The way he's embraced it is something that people really love. I mean, people love him in France anyway, mm. but I think the fact that on the first day he turned up and he gave Didier Deschamps a massive hug and he's like, oh, you can't refuse France. This is such an honour mm. and all the rest of it if if you have like a player of a similar status taking the England under 21 job I don't think they speak about it in, in such a glowing way as if I'm so lucky to be here mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, especially, but, I mean, especially
4: but, someone of that stature
3: well I mean the, the tradition of the French national side and the um the age cap groups is Yeah. It's a
4: massive it's a massive deal. has been enormous.
3: Yeah, and, and obviously England's doing very well to try and sort of emulate that in, yes. in some degree. Yes. But they are the, the the gold standard.
2: Yeah, it's very England in that certainly England on the Southgate, which mm. I think we spoke about about a week ago. Or actually maybe earlier this week about how you need to basically fuse that together so that it lives beyond Southgate. And yeah. France have clearly had that. In part because their kids are so good that it's yeah. it, it's just been a proper step up rather than or rather mm-hmm. it's almost like you move on to them rather than need that
3: bridging period in between I think in this country we, look we don't need flashy things you know we've got Lee Carsley in there won the Euros under 21s mm. they yeah. need to copy us so they
2: need their Lee Carsley yeah
3: don't what, know who, who, that, who is that Anton Sibierski go on then good one Bald. get him in there exactly. <laughs> get, get yourself an egg. Um, <laughs> I, I, oh. if we <laughs> Frank Leboeuf, there you go. Yeah, there um, you all, done all, it. We're all covered. Um, uh, and it's just, I mean, if you will, before we move on from France and Ireland, um, staying with Irish things, an enjoyable headline from the other day, by the way, which is a, a, an update from the story um, from the Emirates uh, last weekend. Fan accused of headbutting Roy
1: Keane was Arsenal supporter who broke own nose. <laughs> you know, you see? I mean, to be. To be an Arsenal <gasps> supporter who had a really bad day on that Sunday, mm. you really have to go some. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy has nailed that. I mean, he he's, needs to reassess a lot of things this chap quite frankly and it would appear he's got time to do so it is also nice to have confirmation that Roy Keane is as cartoonishly (laughs) tough as we think he is (laughs)
3: indeed Um, gentlemen uh, let's turn our attention to Northern Ireland they lost 4-2 to Slovenia away from home Michael O'Neill has admitted that the chances of qualifying are over they've only got three points from five games and he said I'm not going to stand here and say it's mathematically still possible he said, "Even if we win our next five games, you know, we would still need results to go away." Blah 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 blah. And it's, it's a shame, Jim, considering the the, yeah. the fine work he's done. But with the, uh, with the injuries that they've had, the 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 very small pool of talent in terms of population they've they've, they've got, like, it's, it's not too surprising if, yeah. if they have a campaign or two like this.
1: Of course, it's always as well the, the way Northern Ireland approach things is they try and be tough to. Be essentially yeah. and uh, nick every single game one nil really yeah. realistically apart from when they're up against tiny nations mm-hmm. and they and they flex a little bit more and that in itself is it's a grind isn't it it's a relentlessly difficult way to play mm-hmm. especially if you don't have a lot of time to to um, spend with the squad and, and mm-hmm. organise that type of football and as you as you say this sort of thing is inevitable every yeah now and then and and you know Slovenia have some some pretty. Decent forwards some as well, really, Benjamin Cesco in particular. Some yeah. really good players. It looks yeah. like he's going to be a, and that a, makes a
3: huge difference for a team like Slovenia. You know, against because again against teams like Northern Ireland, you go into that. Well, okay, as you say, you maybe nick something. You put a you know an RB Leipzig forward in there, and it makes all the difference. There's a
4: massive quality gap.
3: Well, there is, but but yeah. also it is testament to the work Michael O'Neill and Northern Ireland have done over the years for us to think, oh, blimey, they're they're out already. Yeah, mm. because again, like it's not not too surprising, um, but it was enjoyable to see. Uh, Manchester United man Johnny Evansvish uh, with a nice little silky touch to set him up for a lovely deflected goal.
2: Yeah, also, I felt a bit bad that um, the second time in a week he has had the ball deflect off him into the near post past his goalkeeper. Oh, yeah,
3: that also happened. Which in was the unfortunate. Game. But, but he got a one
2: in first it was a lovely touch. It was. <laughs> I, was I had to re watch it because he takes a touch with his left foot, uh-huh. kind of at about hip level, having kind of contorted it one way. I didn't know people his age could do that. <laughs> um, it's Bergkamp-esque. Is that what we're saying? Well, he just. He's thirty-five. Like I know, but still, but he's got a lot. Of, there's a lot of football in them hips.
1: Yeah, right. A lot of miles on the clock. Yeah. And, and what did Shakira tell us? Yeah, <laughs> many, many things. Hips hips and truthful. jam, don't mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've always thought he was a <laughs> truthful locker.
3: part of the body. Okay, right. That's, That's what what did, so, did for PK. So you're just saying it was nice to see him get a run out of the old man.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a way, Paddy yeah. McNair's still there as well. Love yeah.
4: it. I, I, can't, I have to say, I can't believe the defender tried to block that shot though. It's like when he ruined we, it. It's like yeah. when Ryan Shawcross tried to clear Ibrahimovic's overhead <laughs> kick That, off made, the it line. that yeah.
2: made it better. Yeah. That it Did make it better because he, he it, ended it, up looking like a fish caught in a net. Indeed. And also, <laughs> when a
3: goalkeeper dives for a, a, a shot and and it goes in, sometimes it looks better than you need it for really. the aesthetics,
4: don't you? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. There was I was no
3: stopping Ibrahimovic that day.
2: I would say though. Northern Ireland's reaction to the first goal, to going a goal down, was brilliant. Like Medeman's cross with the outside of his foot, and yeah. you know the way it was finished by Price. Like yeah, well, that, no, that was that was
3: a, that was a really good move. Yeah, and
2: yeah, obviously they well,
3: couldn't think, really build on it. I but. think they're positive. I mean, Price's first international goal. He looked absolutely delighted. Of course, they create chances. Slovenia were far more clinical, but as I say, when you've got a forward line like theirs, that's going to that's going to count. I, yeah, I, I think as O'Neill said, they've just got to finish as high as possible now for seeding purposes and whatnot. Dust yourselves off. It's a young team. And they go again, but it's it's just a shame that it's it's over so quickly. But as I say, you know, it, by the law of averages, it's it's not hugely surprising. But Finland went top of that group after beating Kazakhstan one 0 uh, A player called Oliver Antman yeah. scored the only goal. It's going to be a big player for them, it and very, then a small player. There <laughs> you go. You see, um, but he's he's a tough worker, Jim. Yes. a little soldier in there, gentlemen. Let's move on to Wales. Uh, they drew nil nil with South Korea in a friendly match, uh, and Rob Page said after this dull nil nil stalemate. I said I didn't want to play it. <laughs> well, there you are. Um, so, so teams who have an odd number of uh, teams in their groups uh, for European uh, qualification uh, have to fulfil a friendly fixture when other teams in the group are playing. That's according to UEFA. So they had to play a friendly uh, and that's why Rob Page was like, Shh, "We don't want to do it. Uh, we're worried about injuries." And it's funny
1: actually because you think managers would want to get the extra fixes just to sort yeah. of try players and whatnot, but but old Page was new interest. I, th- I, th- I think it's a strange attitude towards it to be honest. Mm. Um, and obviously, he has more insight into what their needs are. And this this you know injury situation is of course um, something he again has got better insight into. But you, like you say, you, you don't get a lot of time with these players. You don't mm. get a lot of opportunities yeah. to to you know test things out in a competitive environment. Surely, having a friendly against a good side mm. a few days before a qualifier, a home one can as well, be, a home exactly can be really, really useful. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's all about the approach, surely. Well, I mean, this was, um, the feeling was obviously, uh, um, reciprocated among the Wales fans,
3: there was only 13 odd thousand there for, I think, it was the lowest attendance for a game, uh, in about four or five years, you know. So, and that uh, feels
4: weird because you expect Wales home games to be absolutely rocking, yeah. especially at the Cardiff City Stadium, don't you?
3: Yeah. Um, on the South Korea side of the ledger, um, things are quite interesting as well. I'd totally forgotten that Jürgen Klinsmann was in charge, and I think a lot of them had forgotten that as well. Yeah, and maybe him. Yeah, well, there you go, because uh, yeah, his first press conference as South Korea boss six months ago, he's been in job six months, um, he suggested he would live in South Korea.
1: Because we know he does live living in California, yeah. and a lot of people do. I don't blame him for that. It's interesting to me that the wording of that. Mm. It's, it's not as if he said he would live in South Korea. Yeah. but he suggested. He would live in South Korea when he yeah. took the job. Uh, well, apparently, he's even then, non-committal. Indeed. Well, he's spent 67 days in the country since then,
3: people have worked out. So, look, again, a lot of people like living in California, but, m- but the
1: majority of those people also
4: Working work in, in California. I love, uh, I love that
3: Jürgen
1: Klinsman lives in LA. It's so big time, isn't it? So has he got a dream that he hasn't quite given up on, that I he's perhaps. going to become a Hollywood leading man? Uh, I'd like to think so. Well, th- this... Um, a little
3: paragraph from the BBC sums it up nicely. Klinsman, whose assistants have been attending games, held a press conference back in August with Korean reporters on Zoom from his Los Angeles home to address the concerns. Th-
2: that look, is a we magnificent can, We can still sentence. talk, look, to address <laughs> yeah. the concerns.
3: Yeah, he did say that he's a workaholic and loves to work like Koreans love to work.
1: <laughs> I don't see this one last
3: The, the,
4: the implication yeah. is that Klinsman is doing this over the phone, is mm. goofing off, It's like... Gus Hiddink, in charge of Turkey, Mm -hmm. whatever. But the fact is, Jürgen Klinsmann has a great work ethic because Mm. you remember in that short and, let's be honest, disastrous spell in charge of Hertha Berlin, the reason he was sacked is he went in to see the sporting director Mm. and he said, you know what? I think you should quit your job and I should have your job as well as being the coach. Is that right? And that ended in him not having his job anymore. Blimey. He's, <laughs> well, got he's got been
3: reading
1: the wrong motivational
3: books. Yeah, I mean, me? even yeah.
4: when he
1: managed Germany, the country where he's from, he
3: still did it from Los Angeles. Yeah. So I don't know why everyone thought that, or he even thought that he might move to South Korea. It's just, it's not him. It's not his bag. He did say though, because it's a bit of a difficult start. I think, you know, he haven't won a game and there's there's concerns and Asia Cup um, isn't too far away and what not and Klinsmann said it's a big learning curve for me too but hopefully I'm a great learner let's hope so too Jürgen you, you just, think just thought you know by now yeah, yeah. he's of yeah. age isn't he
2: if, you, if considering the number of mistakes he's made in his managerial career yeah. he should have learned a bit more now
1: should yeah. should
3: have learned should have learned um, they're but not mistakes they're learning experiences that's right hey they've got a credible yeah. draw away to Wales, yeah, he was no, there, right? No, idea. he wasn't just like, <laughs> we don't, we don't phoned know. in on an iPad from I, the cinema. So. I, you, I, might, you,
4: might you might remember fans. when, uh, when the, like the grounds were shut, you know, Wimbledon mm. had cardboard cutouts. I had my own cardboard cutout in my seat, yeah, so may, maybe up. that's maybe that's what Clinsey did.
3: I think actually w- w- there was a VAR call, and the ref went over and he turned on the monitor, and it was Jurgen. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all oh, right, well, I'll give you my view. <laughs> well, anyway, you're on mute. <laughs> nah, it's not a penalty, all right, fair enough. Strange. Um, The friendly, of course, that we've all been waiting for is tonight. And it's happening here in England. Saudi Arabia versus Costa Rica. The first of Saudi Arabia's two games at St. James's Park because they also play Jürgen Klinsmann's South Korea on Tuesday. Um, We're very lucky uh, that some national teams want to play their friendlies here. We've seen Brazil do it a number of times at the Emirates, at uh, Craven Cottage even. We've seen the likes of Ghana. Uh, as well. Craven Cottage is, is quite interesting how many uh, national teams play there. I mean, we saw yeah. it. Loftus, Loftus Road Loftus as well. Road, Loftus yeah. Road yeah, is, is another one, of course. But I mean, in, in London, though, you have um, so many people from so many nations. You know, you're always going to yes. get people turn up, mm. of course, uh, and whatnot. Um, so I think Newcastle have done phenomenally well to have presumably bid and had their bid accepted among a, a myriad of bids to get Saudi Arabia to play their friendlies there. To be fair, it does make a lot of sense when you
2: consider the you know the amount of people in the last year who mm-hmm. certainly I've seen yeah. in the crowd at St James's Park in traditional Saudi headwear.
3: That's right. Well, it appears there's, so, there's yeah there's a, there's a big support for them yeah. there. Um, Andy, are you going? No, I'm not. Oh, uh, this protest,
4: despite the fact it's only fiver to get in. Is it really? Yeah. God, blimey. Blimey, where are, where are, where are our proceeds going? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Does anyone know? I have no idea. I have no idea. Um right everybody, let us uh let us finish uh the, the this half by saying that Cristiano Ronaldo has declared that his rivalry with
1: Lionel Messi is officially over. Lionel Messi has got an opportunity to do something very funny now. Hasn't he? <laughs> No, it isn't, mate. <laughs> as, uh, I'm banging him in in a way better league, actually. As, as our very own... Luke, loser. As our that very, sounds like loser talk to me.
3: <laughs> as our very own Luke Moore said, uh, it was officially over when Lionel Messi lifted the World Cup. <laughs> the, the,
2: the full quotes from Ronaldo are great because mm. he actually starts you know bear in mind with Ronaldo the bar is on the floor Mm -hmm. he actually starts quite magnanimous because he talks about how it was always it was always unnecessary for fans of his to hate Messi and and stuff like that and then he goes you know from what I've seen he's been doing really well and so have I
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it doesn't sound like it's over
2: no Uh no. he has he is better he's in a he's in a place where he actually wants to he chose to be there that's right that's right because more than one, you know, more than once he wanted him. Yeah. He's living his best. life. Celebs are turning up on mm. mass to watch him.
4: Yeah. And, and he's he's not got one of them touchline bodyguards either, as he Ronaldo. Yeah. No. And did did you see that Messi in Argentina's World Cup qualifier was taken off in the 89th minute? It's First time he's been subbed in a game that he's started before the end of 90 minutes since the World Cup in 2014.
1: How about that? Wow, with that, that
4: renovation, presumably. Uh, well, he felt a little something, right? Um, Scaloni said, but yeah, oh. obviously it created that situation as well, which obviously are. people lapped up.
3: Well, I think I think Ronaldo's also saying this because he was left off this week's Ballon d'Or shortlist for the first time since 2003. Uh, Messi's still in there though. Yeah. When he says the rivalry's over, yeah, because you, yeah, you've been <laughs> left behind. Uh, Bukayo Saka, Harry Kane, and Jude Bellingham made the list for the men's award, of course. Come on. It's coming your, home. There's your top three. Exactly. <laughs> In
2: any order, don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> Just give it.
3: All right, everybody. Let's have a quick break.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We 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 won fight. We now, can I finish speaking? Or are you going to interrupt? Can I finish speaking? Okay, because I don't interrupt your question. Okay, so don't interrupt mine. Show some fucking respect. So, sorry for the language. The <laughs> in in. The... Sorry, what was the question? Ask me the question again, please.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the football rival, <laughs> everybody. Um... Okay. There we are, everybody. Fizzer there when he was into Miami manager, distinctly before Lionel Messi joined the club. Now, let us turn our attentions to old England. Ukraine versus England on Saturday at 5pm. In Poland, of course, England are top of Group C after four wins from four, with Ukraine behind them in second. England beat Ukraine 2-0 at Wembley in March. I was there, Jim Campbell. You saw it. You can't take that away from me. The (laughs) Saka scored a great goal. Gareth Southgate's biggest headache seems to be who will play alongside Harry Maguire in the centre of defence for this one. And it was, oh, will you start Maguire? He'll start Maguire. He will. I mean, it's his. So his biggest
2: headache mm. is the bloke who's starting next to the player who's given everyone the biggest headache for the last year
3: yeah so long term it'll be who partners John Stones but for this game it'll be who partners Harry Maguire who partners the headache (laughs) exactly yeah and this is I think this is a good opportunity to put someone in there in what will be a very cauldron like atmosphere an important um, away qualifier Um, England of course will be favourites to win of course of course of course but the reason why I play Maguire is because he you know lest we forget even though it's a game England should win you want to make sure you do, and you want to make sure you put in a good performance. And I think Southgate wants that experience. And And I know everyone says, Oh, R. Maguire shouldn't be there, and so on. Yeah, look, I, I totally get it. But on on the other hand, with Mings out, with Stones out, you've got Colwell, uh, Levy Colwell in there, uh, Mark Gay, um, Lewis Dunn. It's a good Dunk.
4: future, isn't it? Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, Lewis Dunn wouldn't be one for the future, no. perhaps, but, no, but, but he's done so well, Lewis Dunn. Tomori, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm forgetting Tomori. So, you know, you, I, can, I, I get it why he's starting Maguire. It's just for the here and now. And then against Scotland, even though it's a game you want to win, although it's a friendly and so on, Southgate's aware of how the fans are. You, you want to lose that game. I think you could play, I don't know, whether it be a Duncan Tomori, for example, mm. something like that. So, um, Vish, who would you fancy in there? You, well, I'm assuming Maguire starts. I mean, if you don't agree with that, then, then please say. Um, but who would you like to see in there?
2: So you you doing the back three?
3: No, he'd be back four.
2: Yeah, right. So I mean, I I would put I would put Tamori there,
3: like next to Maguire.
2: Yeah, I, I quite like that. I like the idea that it takes a bit of the um, ball playing load away from Maguire. Mm-hmm. He probably wouldn't have to step out as much for someone who's who's as comfortable mm-hmm.
4: on the ball. But um, that, that, that's half reality, half what I would like to see, isn't it? Because oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I Ideally, I, I know it's your choice. That's that. That's fine. But I mean, clear, I have sort of clearly, backed you into
1: a Maguire corner there.
3: South
4: it, Southgate's. Just not really that into him, is he?
1: Well, tomorrow tomorrow I don't know. What? I think I don't think he'd pick him if he wasn't that into him. I know, obviously, there are there are availability issues with with other players that he might pick, but mm. I think, um, you know, it's there is an idea about Southgate that he doesn't like certain players, and I think if he doesn't like them, he he doesn't pick them. Yeah. Ben White being a great example of that mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, and I I don't know. I think I think they're all there on merit, and that they're they're all there with. With an eye on having a having a future, mm. essentially I in think, the squad. if, so if
2: we if we're just just to because mm. we we veered into like my like what I would want to happen. Yeah, I want to move a bit further forward on. in on the pitch because I would I want to see a midfield three. Yes. of Declan Rice, uh, yep. Jude Belliam, yep. and Eze.
3: Ooh Eze it would just be
2: fucking fun. Yeah. And also then you can
3: play Madison on the left because Eze and him can switch and That's very interesting. And and you'll just not have Phil Foden in there and uh... Well
2: no, Foden can um come off the bench.
3: Can <laughs> he? He can if he'll he let wants. him do that. Only if he wants to. Only if he wants to. Well I look <laughs> I I think with regards to uh the midfield, obviously Rice and Bellingham have got those two positions nailed mm-hmm. down because Rice is the best England player and one of two, as Southgate says, and I agree with them. Who can play in that role? Uh, Bellingham is currently the best player in the world. All right, and he is, isn't he? Yep. pretty close. There you go. And that's what
2: they're saying in Europe.
3: <laughs> no, he's been he has been magnificent. That's, that's in what Madrid. they're saying in Madrid. Give us a quick skinny on what's he, what's going on at Madrid because it's, it is ludicrously good how he we started.
4: Well, there. yeah, we 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 talked about it in um, Ask OTC this 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 week. The fact that he is someone who he's not just playing brilliantly mm. he's absolutely got all of Madrid and all of Spain eating out of his it's, hand it's utterly in, incredible. in a way yeah. that for example Cristiano Ronaldo could nearly never manage despite he never got that sort of love mm. that Bellingham has had from the Madrid fans despite the fact that for nine years he scored more than a yeah. goal a game and
3: he turns up there he's like give me the number five shirt which he calls Zidane's shirt I mean it's, it's remarkable yeah. when, when was the last time we all felt like this about a teenager
4: mm. good
3: question yeah. Well the um careful fish.
2: The, the thing about Spain I don't think I realized the cut through until um Carlos Alcaraz when he won his um, US Open quarterfinal yeah. mm-hmm. celebrated in, in in a way that people normally celebrate, yeah. and it was mimicking. It turns out he was mimicking Jude Bellingham celebration, whether, um, he, was, yeah. Yeah. whether he was at the time or not, he certainly put, tweeted the photo out and tagged in Jude Bellingham. And as a, like, a man, Mate, of the, you've
4: just won Wimbledon. What are you doing? As a man of the bat, do you think though that <laughs> Bellingham is Channeling, imitating Flintoff? I think he's from two thousand and five.
2: Yeah, or maybe Stokes from Headingley twenty nineteen. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. yeah. So the, I mean, the circumstances of it are quite bizarre, aren't they? Because. Real Madrid's first three games of the season were away games. Mm. I think he scored in all of them. He did. Then yep. he scores a late winner mm-hmm. in their first game at the Bernabeu of the season that like raises his arms mm. out wide. And it really does feel like, like him just going, like, this is my kingdom now. Oh, it you is. Know? And it's, they're all laughing it up. A- absolutely
4: incredible. I think the charisma all... of it. Yeah. yeah. When, he, when he did the first one, when he scored away, uh, athletic Bilbao, <laughs> uh, to set the context... Yeah. A massively atmospheric stadium yep. where everyone in it hates Real Madrid, and mm. there are like basically no away fans. Mm. And he stretches his arms out in front of these players, and the two most experienced players from Athletic, Inaki Williams and Ika and come up to him and go, "You can't fucking do that." He's like, "Well, well I am doing it." Yeah.
3: So honestly, the, he, he's he's going to win us the heroes. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I, th- I well, it's funny actually because you, you, that midfield that you you said there, um, Vish. I'd like to see Madison actually instead of Eze because of how he plays. We can Spurs. play we can play
2: four in the middle then.
3: We can play them all. Yeah. yeah. All Pack the fun ones. What are the
1: fun ones? All the fun ones. Yeah. The fun ones. I, yes. I think, you know, again, Kane and Saka, their positions are nailed down. Um I don't know if Kane gets back in now, and Ketty is in the squad.
3: That's <laughs> a fair
1: point. I, all joking aside, I would like to see and get a minute. Yeah. Um
3: but uh but yeah, we we, we shall see. But um but imagine, I sorry, imagine <laughs> if Southgate went
2: Look, you know, obviously Kane he is our captain, but he's moved to a lesser league. Yeah. And he's really got to, look, Hendo come in. But <laughs> yeah. Kane has moved to a lesser league. It's easy to score goals. And you know, is starting in the Premier League. You can't say no to that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> um but uh so, so I think those positions are nailed down and then uh I think, you know, I don't I don't I don't think Rashford will maybe start, but I think you could have Foden on that left side and Madison switching.
1: You know. <sighs> do you remember when there wasn't a left-footed English footballer in the world? Yeah, <laughs>
2: are they, are they yeah. how go? far we've come—not even at our level. <laughs> <laughs> and they happen to be two of the most like technically proficient yeah. midfielders we have, mm. which is actually saying
3: something. given the midfielders we have. It's like the
4: Waddle and Barnes era all over again.
3: Oh, yeah. Would you like to see Madison playing?
4: Andy, especially I you after say Waddle or Barnes, I'd love uh, that. But no, especially, no, I, especially I
3: think... after Madison said that he, when he goes for a roast dinner with his family, he likes to be the main man. I mean, I mean, strange it's, quote but uh, it is, shows you the charisma and the, the chutzpah it is a little bit
4: strange imagine going into a restaurant for a roast dinner and going to the, the the waiter no no I'm carving this meat.
3: yeah mm. or maybe saying is this the table I'm going to need a throne or just, <laughs> just walking just
4: walk in and be like I'm Toby Carvery now <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I think you're,
4: you're, you're right Marcus you've got to capitalise on the fact that he's just feeling great form at the moment it, w- it would be a crime against football if he didn't start this game.
3: Yeah, I love him. He starts so, so well. But also, you've always got to look at club level and what, what they're doing. Because Madison, I think, we we, we thought, oh, is he, is he just in that number 10 role or is he just off the flank and so on? You look at how he's playing under Postacoglu. It's those kind of little things you see at club level and the way Foden plays for Man City. He wants to play more inside. Those two can switch it up and so on. Mm. It's, it, it, you've got to take advantage of that. The only thing, yeah. just, just very quickly harking back to the defence, and I talked about Maguire, um, it's actually, and you just talk about that, you know, you want a player to kind of be more comfortable on the ball and so on. Well, that kind of more traditional English centre half, um, you know, you you could really have Lewis Dunk playing that because Dunk, you see how he's playing under Deserby. Yeah, mm. he, you know, it was quite funny the comments and quotes that he came out with. He said, "For the first few weeks, I was just totally confused." Yeah, you know, he's talking through a translator, which obviously doesn't help hugely if if, if you've got a lot of information to give. And he said the way they were playing, and now, I mean, you you can see he's how risen well he's risen yeah. to
1: challenge exceptionally, isn't he? He's yeah. a, he looks like a sort of elite ball playing It's kind of a shame thing. for him he's, he's, not he's not five years younger. Absolutely, you know? yeah. But I think actually with the, the quality that he's shown and the experience he has, it, you know, he's he's essentially peaking at a really good time for Southgate, which is why I would like to see Lewis Dunk and maybe either Mark Gahey or Levi Colwell start together. I know okay. it's a, a mm. bit risky to, uh-huh. in Southgate's kind of um, mind, I would imagine fairly risky to start players who are unfamiliar with each other and don't have a lot of England experience. But mm. Dunk has a lot of experience. Both the, the Players I mentioned previously are, you know, they're, they're, they're top level footballers. I think mm-hmm. we have to give them some, some credit and they need to gain experience mm-hmm. at some point. Right? Yeah. They, they, these guys are the future. Mm-hmm. Like I say, with Dunk, he could be incredibly, incredibly valuable in the Euros if we bed him in now. Mm-hmm. Yes. It will be a yeah. one tournament thing, yeah. but it's a it's a good opportunity yeah. to try and, you know, get that in your locker. It's an yeah.
4: interesting suggestion, actually, Colwell and Dunk, because, uh, like you know, you can talk about um, players who, who know each other. I think that's really important. If obviously they're they're played together, if you can like transplant working bits of club teams into international teams, that's always the most helpful thing, isn't it? Really.
2: And the thing about Dunk, off the back of Jim's point, is that because of how he has progressed through different managers at Brighton and played different ways, he's clearly someone. Mm-hmm. If you apply like the macro logic into a micro sense, he's clearly someone who's just good at adapting, yeah. and so can yeah. can work with whoever you put next to him. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not put it to the test?
3: I used to love going to Macro as a kid. Macro? Yeah. Too young, you're too young. (laughs) Um, Rest in peace. Um, Staying with uh, English centre-halves, or a former English centre-half, if you will, John Terry apparently is set to join the Saudi Pro League after verbally agreeing to become Al Shabab's manager.
1: Of course he has. Yeah, just needs to manage your experience, Jim. It's a lovely old job for him, isn't it? He'll have a brilliant time, <laughs> out there. Is yeah. He spends a lot of
3: time in Dubai, apparently, on the golf courses mm. and whatnot. So I hear. God, so.
2: that is the most predictable thing you could ever <laughs> say. It? You wouldn't. He didn't even need to tell me that, and yeah. I would know it.
3: More well, the, the golf or him going to Saudi. That he would all of it. He
2: would spend his time, ugh, you know, in one of the most vacuous places on earth, playing <laughs> one of the
3: most vacuous sports. Was it more predictable than Neymar going to Saudi Arabia? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it was. Yeah,
2: Terry playing golf, <laughs> taking a selfie with. Whoever. Salt
1: Bay
3: yeah, Salt
4: yeah. Bay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but now Is
2: it John Terry going to Salt Bay's restaurant now yeah yeah.
3: yeah. good luck to him
1: there we are um, <laughs> I'm just happy to see an English manager getting a chance <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I'm just, no I'm just happy to see him leave the country uh, <laughs>
3: uh, when's,
4: when's Lamps going
1: uh, in due course, Andy. He is fighting the urge, isn't he? He's like, no, one last job here. Is he, is he
4: fighting the urge or is he just not at the offer?
1: I, I honestly think he probably wants to Presumely, have another go here. Presumably
2: he's
3: staying because Gerard went. There you go. <laughs> one stays, one goes. It oh depends though, doesn't it? If, if Owen Hargreaves or Nicky Butt get a job here, does that, that mean he can Make go? an anchor, yeah. yeah good okay, point. okay yeah, there we are. Yeah. There we are. Uh, right, so let's go back to the, uh, the Euro qualifiers. Uh, Cyprus versus Scotland tonight. It's a big one, of course. Uh, football can bite you on the bum. Was the message Stevie Clark gave in his press conference? Uh, Jim, um, what do you think? Are Scotland going to get bit on the bot bot?
1: No, I don't think they're going to get bit on the bot bot. I think they're going to win. Um, they probably need five points from four games to to qualify to mm-hmm. get out of their group. It's absolutely imperative that they get three tonight. They are away, but they are away in Cyprus. They've got enough to win that game, and they need to do it. It's like it is brilliant. Stuff from Scotland at the moment to yeah. be to be leading that group so mm. group so compre- comprehensively, especially with Spain in the group. I know Spain have only played twice, but they did beat them. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's a great opportunity, and yeah. they've consistently been qualifying for tournaments, and it's 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 excellent. I mean, for this one, the win qualifying. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean they're they're at the Euros. Yeah, they're going to qualify for this one. Okay, that's fine. what I mean. It's all right,
4: but but for for this one, the win in Oslo is the game changer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's the pivotal point in the in the group, and the the and the manner of, of the
3: the win as well. Yeah, it's totally. Just, it, it's huge. I mean, clinical. Cyprus manager Tamori Kitspire always, yes. always lovely to hear his name. Um, he believes that Scotland have already qualified, and that is that is a mind game. Um, but Scotland have won all four of their European qualifiers uh, for the first time ever. And they're eight points clear. Eight points clear Scottish people uh, at the top of Group A. So it's, it is it is great stuff. It really, really is. And they've got a chance uh, here to, to really uh, move ahead because Spain are playing Georgia and reportedly the Spanish FA has, has lost the trunk that contained all the players' boots and goalkeeping gloves. So there's a real chance that Georgia
4: could cause an upset there. I think you look at previous Spanish teams and you think, yeah, they like could a- Playing barefoot, not this one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I remember, um, when um, Ander Herrera was on holiday in Spain. This is when he was playing for United, he was on holiday in Spain, and Mm -hmm. Spain had an injury in the international break. And they called him up, but he hadn't taken his boots with him, so he went into like a local Adidas shop and and bought them. (laughs) Obviously, it's harder to do that for the whole squad, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Not impossible, though.
2: No, but you've, I suppose, you've got to be pernickety with um, boot sponsors, don't you? Like, you can't just go in and get a load of Adidas boots because some of them will be Nike show over
3: them that's what they used to do I don't know if they still
4: do that
2: Solskjaer 99 did he do um, that winning goal yeah was um, blacked out football
3: boots there you go the al- sponsors, alternatively
4: you, know. you could put your your boots in grow bags a bit like Richard E. Grant in and I when he's going out looking for potatoes I don't know what that's all
3: about but I like the sound of it Andy um, OK, well, Spain have just got to channel the um, the sort of energy and vibe of Richard E. Grant and they should be OK, <laughs> is the takeaway there. But you would fancy Spain to win that one, of course. But even if they do, the Scots are untouchable. They've already qualified. Start celebrating male <laughs> Scottish people. That's the way to do it. Um, so so there we are. Right, everybody, it's time for the Football Ramble. ACA with Betfair. With Betfair, you can build your football accumulators this season with their new 90-minute payout where all winning selections will be paid out at 90 minutes. On their match odds 90 markets, regardless of what happens in added time. So today and every Friday on the preview show, each of us will choose our own game coming up at the weekend and build a acca of four match odds 90 bets. Andy, you kick us off.
4: I've gone, bear with me, mm-hmm. for Turkey to beat Armenia. Yeah, your beloved Turkey. Yeah, we've been here before. Mm-hmm. This is their year. This is their year.
3: <laughs> I love that, Andy. Uh, Vish, who have you got for?
2: I've gone for the Jocks to beat Cyprus. Um, I'm just all in on them. Uh, John McGinn, yeah, Lyndon Dykes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna do the job. <laughs> Any so more I'm, players I'm you just want to mention? <laughs> I just even their midfield of the three, like Callum McGregor, brilliant. He's yeah. been a brilliant all campaign. Um, yeah, so I'm going with Scotland. Going for Scotland. Uh, Jim, what about you?
1: I've gone to uh, I've gone for England to beat Ukraine um, because England are good now. And that's the sort of thing we do, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. That's... We win games. Damn right. Damn right, baby. Um, I have gone for
3: Poland to beat Albania away. Albania sort of dogged opponent, but I think the Poles have got enough. So I think they're going to win. So uh, we've got Turkey to beat Armenia, Scotland to beat Cyprus, England to beat Ukraine and Poland to beat Albania. A £10 bet with Betfair on that returns £41.67. And if we win all that money, goes to Prostate Cancer UK. Remember, with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their match odds 90 markets, your winning bet will be paid out in full at 90 minutes. Any bets that are winning at 90 minutes, but then are undone by some stoppage time drama, won't be affected. And that's the same for our Ramble Acker every week. Exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook, T's and C's apply. You've got to be over 18 to get involved. And for more information on Responsible Gambling, head to BeGambleAware.org. Dean Smith also says you an
0: encyclopedia of football. Oh, what? An encyclopedia of football.
4: I don't know what that means. I do. Oh, I love being in the chair for this. Hooray. (laughs) Hooray. Oh, you know what it's all about. I love you being in the chair, Sandy. Oh, a little bit of cozy enough. That will definitely work in your (laughs) favour. You know what Jack's Encyclopedia is about? It's a simple game of categories. I give you all a category, and all you have to do is give me an answer that fits into that category. But if you're going too slow, I'll play Gary Neville's Golgasm, which will leave you seven seconds. I've petitioned for and uh, Indor to uh, step in. That's my bottle of water. For... <laughs> he was squad right, that's not going to work stop, in your favour. Stop
2: interrupting, Andy. He's trying to steal my bottle of water because yeah. it, it knows I need fluids.
4: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, category one. Okay. It's all very internationally this week. It is, yeah. Um, international teams Harry Kane has scored against. <laughs> there are 27 countries it, Nora, that he has scored against. Um, we're going to start with Jim and go round in a circle. So, Jim, please kick us off. France.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Germany. Good one. Senegal. All good pace. I like it. Panama.
2: Uh, Poland, probably.
3: <laughs> 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 the nonchalance. <laughs> Indeed. Um Tunisia.
1: Sweden? Ooh. (laughs) Oh, no. Let's think down again. See you later, bruv.
2: Uh, San Marino? Must be.
1: (laughs) Italy?
3: Wales? Ooh. No Wales? Poor. Right, (laughs) to get the point, Marcus.
4: (laughs) Colombia. Could have had Denmark. (laughs) Ooh. Oh, he's doing a little wheelie up the front there. (laughs) So the other ones you could have had were Albania, Andorra, Croatia, Czech Republic, Denmark, as Marcus said, Hungary, Kosovo, Lithuania, Malta, Montenegro, Nigeria, North Macedonia, Scotland, Slovenia, Switzerland, which is what I thought was on the tip of Jim's tongue, uh, Turkey Mm -hmm. and Ukraine. (laughs) apparently he scored against Turkey anyway probably uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, a consolation goal yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, props yeah uh, right the, the, the next category Vish is going to take us out the gate listen very carefully here we go oh, God. I
3: one, of, th- one of those <laughs> I, d- I didn't
4: write this I just want you to know the top 18 all-time goal scorers for Scotland who were born in 1940 or later oh, <laughs> fucking Nora okay like right, that is it so yeah, just just say that, that, yeah. Andy McCoist. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Fish. Kenny Dalglish. <laughs> Graham Souness. Graham. <laughs> Come on, Graham! <laughs> say it to his face. Yeah. Archie Gemmill. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's fair. I, you know I've what? not had many big scorers. On I, I
2: would have. I was very close to saying Rhapsy Nesbit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> reference, set. I will give Kenny you a correct. Miller. Kenny, Kenny Miller, surely. Yeah. Gordon Jury. Yeah, probably. Oh, that's a great guess.
1: <laughs> oh, really?
3: Oh, um, Mo Johnson. Marcus Bellaween. Yeah. Uh, international football, baby. Yeah. yeah, you're all
1: over it, aren't you? Yeah. So you picked, you picked Marcus's <laughs> favourite thing in international football, you then
3: picked England,
2: and then the country he grew up in.
1: Yeah,
3: I should apologise for winning that, shouldn't I?
4: Yeah, there, there you Terrible go. Winner. The other ones you could but have had. I won't. Uh, Andy Gray Andy
3: Gray uh, Colin oh.
4: Steen Dennis Law James McFadden Joe Jordan John Collins John McGinn John Collins How did is really you John McGinn he up there? 16 What a joke of a 16 country. goals yeah. uh, John Robertson <laughs> Kevin Gallagher Lyndon Dykes
3: Come on! Paul McStay Who's <laughs> Lyndon Dykes?
4: Paul McStay there? Stephen Fletcher Stephen Naismith Mate, Stephen Fletcher How is Graham Soon if it's not in there?
1: He's not that type of role Well he should and, have been And better. also they didn't play San Marino back in those days <laughs> For me my answer's done nothing wrong Yeah <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
3: Oh dear Well good to get back On the wagon there Uh, Right everybody Thank you very much For listening to The Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betfair Part of the Acast Creator Network Um, Join myself and Jim For Ramble Reacts Tomorrow we'll be recording After Scotland's big one in Cyprus, and of course, that huge game at St. James's Park that we all will be watching. Uh, the episode will be waiting in your podcast apps the first thing tomorrow morning. And remember to follow us on Twitter, now called X, at TikTok, <laughs> YouTube, Instagram, <laughs> at Football Rabble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. There we are. The keys are in the lock. The weekend is over. It's International Weekend, baby. Say goodbye, Andy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim. See ya. Say goodbye, Vish. Gondry only scored seven goals. And it wasn't enough to get him in that list. There we are. Au revoir, my beef burgers. We'll see you tomorrow morning. See ya. Say goodbye, Vish. Gordon
2: Dury only scored seven goals.
3: And it was enough to get him in that list.
2: No, it wasn't.
4: No, it wasn't. Sorry, let me do that again. <laughs> let me do that again.
0: The Football Ramble is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.